Batisov for the Devils plays it cross ice into the far corner. Matteau swoops in to intercept. Matteau behind the net. Swings it in front. He scores! Matteau! 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 Stefan Matteau! And the Rangers have one more hill to climb, baby! Canis. Here we go. Thomas Sarek has been begging to go with Lucic. Lucic under. Cracks him with the right. Lucic gets him in the air. Turtles. Thomas Sarek down. And Lucic taunts the Montreal bench. Alright guys, welcome back to the Morning Skate. Ked here, when I say nay, you say nay. 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 Alright, what's up fellas, how are you guys doing? Doing pretty good, Ked. Uh, nice little 6.30 wake up today. Um, always enthused for the uh, the podcast. It's been a great uh, little morning here. Lee, how you doing, bud? Great, beautiful day up here in Maine. Couldn't wish to do anything better than sit on my couch and talk to you guys. Yep, pretty much. That living the dream. Uh, all right. So before we kind of get into our segments today, just kind of want to give you a quick roundup. Uh, guys, we're now on SoundCloud and we're on iTunes. So I feel like we kind of made the show, sort of, kind of. We had like fifty plays on SoundCloud the other day. It's no big deal. We're kind of you know going national with this shit now. Um, be uh, stay tuned. We may have a website coming up. We may start blogging. We're not entirely sure. Over the next couple of weeks, we're gonna have some really really good guests on make it a little bit more legitimate. Um, we're all pretty excited about it. The one thing, if you go on iTunes, you look up Morning Skate, you're going to find us. There's also another podcast called the Morning Skate Podcast, which is, we probably should have looked into that a little bit, but we're, we're you know we're going to stay with our roots. We're just going to stick this out. So go on iTunes, Morning Skate, subscribe, leave us five stars, and just write a review. Let us know how we're doing. Um, same with SoundCloud. Kind of makes us look a little bit more sweet, and we're really trying to work this thing. Oh, also, don't forget to go on the other morning skate and give them a one rating. Fuck those analytic assholes. Very true, dude. If you want to look at fantasy, don't go to them. Hit up my buddy Drew Williams. He'll tell you everything that you need to know. That's Drew Williams. At drewwilliams.hotmail.com Slash Ponderosa mashed potatoes. Alright, so... Alright, guys, so... First off, we're going to get into a little NHL in the news. All right, guys, so first off in NHL in the news, uh, Patrick Laine, rookie for the Winnipeg Jets, uh, second hat-trick of the year this week. He's leading the NHL in goals right now with 11. He's playing on a line with Mark Scheifele, who actually leads the NHL in points. He's got 20. Another young Canadian kid, really good. He was on, I'm pretty sure he was on that uh, North American team. Uh, Laine, kind of an Ovechkin-light type player. Um, 
it's always going to be a battle between who's better between line a and Matthews. And I, again, I think it's going to kind of go back to like a Crosby Ovechkin thing where like Matthews may be more of a complete player, but line a is more of a pure sniper. I was looking up his statistics. Most of his goals are coming from the outside. Not very many goals from in, in tight in front of the net, which is, I mean, that's kind of wild to think he already has 11 goals. And I think maybe one or two of them came from like the slot. So if he kind of starts burying from in front of the net, probably the stats are going to go up even more. He's got that one-timer off the side on the power play again, like Ovechkin. I mean, if you're the Jets, you got to be pretty pleased with him. He's big, he's physical, he hits. He's he's literally Ovechkin, just a little bit younger, and I don't know if he's going to be as electric. I'm not entirely sure. But, uh, Dan, what, what do you think about this kid? Yeah, I mean, I, he's obviously gone off to a pretty hot start. You know, a lot of um, notoriety coming into the season. Uh, kind of everyone's kind of, you know, just got to wait and see how he plays. And so far he's been playing pretty well, right? He's a fucking moose up front for, uh, for Winnipeg. And, uh, I, I kind of like Winnipeg moving forward. I know a couple, uh, years ago when they're in the playoffs, that was, uh, they're a fun team to watch in the playoffs. They're a big physical team. Uh, I think he fits that, that style of play that, that team really well. And, uh, 11 goals, a couple of hat tricks already for the, for the six, five, uh, uh, forward there, I think he's uh, he's gonna be a great player to watch in the league and uh, great for this Winnipeg team. I I, I would uh, I wouldn't sleep on Winnipeg. I think they have a a solid chance of making a little run here. Yeah, I, I agree on Winnipeg as a whole too. I think I read somewhere that they have all of their draft first round draft picks from like age eighteen to twenty three, which is absolutely nuts. If you think about it, as Bruins and Rangers fans collectively our teams trade away our first round draft picks. So watching a team that's done it this way and built their organization from the bottom up is fucking really impressive. And I too am excited about Winnipeg. I, I know it's a small market, so the NHL probably doesn't give a shit, but the Winnipeg's in the playoffs. I think that's huge for Canada and the NHL will be fun to watch. Um, on line, eh? uh, I think he's great. I think we need to pump the brakes a little bit on the Ovechkin curve. I think it's like, Kind of early to get excited. Obviously, he's 18, so it's fucking insane. I understand why he's drawing these comparisons. But you got to put it out through a season. Like, we've never seen what happens when this kid goes through a goal drought in the NHL. Because I know you go, like, kids like this, when they're that good, I don't think he's probably ever gone through a goal drought in his life. So what happens when he goes through six, seven games without a goal in the NHL? It'll be interesting to see how he bounces back. But overall, super cool to see a Finnish guy, rookie like Timo Solane, right back in Winnipeg when Solane had 76. Uh, for the Jets. That's absurd think that's to think awesome. about. 76 goals as a rookie. I mean, is he going to be the next Solani where he peaks as a fucking rookie and then never can match that production again? Because that's what Solani did. He never touched 76 again. But obviously that's an insane number. So, No, I, I completely agree with that. And we, we were going to talk about this one last with NHL News, but as long as we're on the Winnipeg grind, uh, Jacob Truba came back. He signed a two-year deal for like $3 million, which is really weird because everybody was talking how he wanted up to like $7 million. Uh, I think he kind of did this so he can test free agency and he can get out of Winnipeg as soon as he can. Now, he, he signed so, like as a Ranger fan, the Rangers were always, oh, hey, let's get Truman, all this stuff, and he signed, so I was kind of bummed out. But I keep seeing things where it's like people are saying it's easier to deal him now, which I don't really understand any of that kind of talk. I think if he signed for two years at a good cap hit, why wouldn't you keep him? So, uh, Lee, like what I don't... Can you kind of elaborate on that? Because I don't understand. Like when he was signed, I'm like, all right, Troop is off the market. But now everybody's like, oh, this, you know, there's even more of a chance he gets traded now, which doesn't really make sense to me. So, like, what do you think about that whole uh, situation? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't really get it either from the perspective that the Jets clearly want to keep him, and um, he's at a pretty reasonable uh, cap hit. So I don't see why the Jets in any right would want to trade him. I guess if you're looking at it from the other like perspective, you could say that he's at a reasonable cap hit, and he's a good player, and he has two years on it. So now maybe that makes him more available to some teams who are thinking, man, I'd love to trade for him, but there's no way we could sign him for six or seven million. Maybe it makes it seem less of a fantasy, more of reality. But at the same time, I think Winnipeg now holds even more precedent in the fact that they can ask for a shit ton for him now because now he's a young, possible superstar defenseman in the making, signed on a pretty good contract for a bridge that they could say, if you want this guy, you're going to have to give up the farm. But I guess... I guess the other thing I wanted to touch on is this is I love what Steve Geiserman did for the league because last year with Druin, when he basically told Druin to fuck off with that holdout, it's pretty much become the norm now in the NHL, and it's showing players that you can cry all you want in the corner, but we're not going to fucking budge. And I think it puts a lot of leverage in the owner's hands, in the team's hands, and I think that will be good for the league in the future. Dan, what do you what do you got on isn't, this? Isn't there a isn't there a rule in place um, where like if you weren't if you didn't resign by I think it was like a December date, some date in December, then December first you have to sit out the whole the whole season, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's a, I mean that's an awesome rule. I mean I I, I understand players want to get paid. I mean we all want to get paid, obviously. Um, we're just hamsters <laughs> on the wheel every week, just trying to get that paycheck. Um, <laughs> So I understand him trying to, you know, get a little more money, but at the same time, dude, he's, you're a young buck. Uh, you know, a lot of players, you know, older guys, like they earned that, that money. And I mean, I understand that, you know, he's a younger guy and they want, you know, he wants to, he probably, you know, he, he will deserve that, that high paying paycheck, but at the same time, it's like, dude, you're young, just fucking play in the league, have a fucking good year, earn that, you know, earn that, that paycheck. Um, and at the same time, it's like he probably—he's like he probably had enough. He's like he needed that money, um, couldn't afford those uh, those video games anymore. Um, so I mean, he's gonna be a good player. Uh, he is a good player. I just fuck—I don't know. I just don't understand why some of these young guys have to hold out. And I'm glad that rule's in place now, where uh, they can't just dick around all all season, and uh, they gotta kind of have to make a move by December. No, yeah, I, for sure. Um... And to touch on Winnipeg again, like, I, kn- I know it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. It's very, very cold, but I forget who said this earlier. When Winnipeg's in the playoffs, man, those fans are so diehard, and it's so, so fun to watch because they get so into it. When they white out that rink, like, it's kind of, like, overwhelming and intimidating. Like, if you're a, a visiting player and you go in there, that's got to be fucking out of this world. And a quick rewind to Jacob Truba. Do you remember Emerson Edom's goal in the playoffs a couple years ago? Yes. Was, was that on Truba? I... I think it was. I, I don't know. So, yeah, that's a little Jacob Truba talk. Now we're going to kind of get into the Hall of Fame. Uh, this year, the inductees were just inducted. Uh, it was Eric Lindros, Sergey Makarov, Rogi Vashon, Pat Quinn, and uh, New York Rangers' own broadcaster, uh, Sam Rosen. So I kind of just wanted to get in. And, I mean, I don't know shit about Sergey Makarov, Rogi Vashon. I think I know a little bit about about uh, Pat Quinn. But uh, career-wise... I. I'll, I'll start with Sam Rosen, uh, which is kind of weird because he's a broadcaster. Uh, one of the ugliest fucking people I think I've ever seen in my life. Uh, very weird hairline, big-ass nose. But 
this one will last a lifetime. It's probably arguably that's up there with the miracle call, at least in my book. That may be a little over aggressive just because I'm a Rangers fan. But I'm glad to see Sam get inducted. Um, Eric Lindros, one of it wasn't even a waste of talent. I mean, I guess it was because that guy, I mean, that was before power forwards really like came into the game. I mean, you had some power forwards, but he was just, he was electric every time he touched the puck. Nobody had ever seen anything like that. He, he was. Six three six four, and he skated like he was just Pavel Bore, like guy could wheel, and he was tough and he he was mean. But Scott Stevens just ended his career, I think, a dozen times around there. Um, so Eric Lindros, and real quick on Eric Lindros, one of my favorite moments when he was a Ranger, he uh, got hit up high by Jason Dory. I think that was his ninth concussion on his career. He didn't even get off the ice; stayed on the ice for the next faceoff. He fight Jason Dory, and then got pumped. And I think that was back-to-back concussions, and that's kind of what really spiraled him downhill. So what what are you guys' thoughts on these uh, inductees, Dan? Yeah, no, it's uh, Lindros. It's, you know, obviously I've kind of lived in the Philly area for a few years, and it's pretty sweet. You know, those those Philly fans, obviously I hate them, but they are pretty diehard, and they, they love Lindros, man. Um, so I'm kind of happy to see the Philly fans kind of get something. Uh, you know, to root for again. Uh, I mean, that, fuck, that guy has earned his uh, his way into the Hall of Fame. He's banged his head against the ice way too many times. You got to give that guy credit. Plus, you know, he's a, obviously, a, like Ken said, a strong, you know, power forward, pretty, uh, pretty fun player to watch. I kind of wish he was in the league now to see what, how he would play and uh, see how he would kind of match up against the boys now because he's, he's a fucking big guy and, uh, you know, obviously a strong, you know, skater as well as, uh, you know, he can fucking bury the puck. So he's a, he earned it, um, you know, unfortunate to see those concussions, but damn, it's kind of hilarious to see, uh, the clips of Lindros sliding across the ice with his fucking <laughs> unconscious. Uh, Sammy Rosen again, legend. Um, you know, it just makes watching those Rangers game. Obviously he's kind of, he's on his way out. Uh, he kind of has like Alzheimer's. I think he kind of forgets players names all the time, all the time. Uh, but uh, good for Sammy. Obviously, you know, he loved turning on MSG and seeing that mug on on uh, on the TV. And, you know, congrats to the other guys. I, I have no idea who Rogi back home. Pat Quinn, obviously, legend of the game, RIP. Um, but, uh, yeah, congrats to those boys. Lee? Uh, yeah, I don't have much on this Hall, this Hall of Fame class. Uh, Pat Quinn, the fierce Irishman, I thought he was like the quintessential coach. I don't know why. I mean, he was only really coaching when we were kids at the end of his career, but kind of a legend. Uh, maybe through the most fierce elbow I've ever seen into Bobby Orr's head. If you've never seen that, look that up on YouTube. It's fucking unbelievable. It pretty much killed him. Uh, other than that, I mean, I hate Lindros. I don't know why, but I fucking hate Eric Lindros. His fucking, what were his parents' names? Uh, I don't know, but it kind of... It kind, it kind, and Carl. It kind of goes back to like the Truba situation, right? Where he like didn't want to sign, and he actually like didn't sign. No, this go, this is more of a Jack Johnson situation in the sense that Bonnie and Carl Lindros are their fucking names, are the fucking quintessential asshole hockey parents who would only do it the best for their kids. They blow every coach to make sure he was on the first line, and I just I just hate that situation. The fact that his parents like convinced him to hold out in a sense, to not play in Quebec, which would have been fucking awesome, and got him traded. I mean, that's so stupid. And, like, looking back on that, and I guess you're right in a sense. What Dan said with the Truba situation, thank God our CBA has stuff in place now, or if an asshole did that, 
nowadays the GMs would basically be like, fuck you. Like you're stuck here at least for six years. So Lindros, good on you, I guess. Sorry about the concussions. Uh, thanks for padding uh, fucking Leclerc's stats because Leclerc, the Vermont boy, is a legend in my books. Uh, other than that, I don't have much on Sam Rosen. He kind of reminds me of a golf announcer. Kind of puts me to sleep with his fucking Larry David-esque voice and his fucking big nose, but... Good for him, too. I mean, I'm sure he needs it. He's one of those guys that will proudly display that on his mantle at night. So, congrats, Sam. Oh, for sure. Um, <laughs> fucking love Sam Rhodes. And then lastly, this is kind of a fucked up segment, but we just wanted to give a quick shout-out to Brian Bickle, who was just diagnosed with uh, multiple sclerosis. To prove how smart I was when I read that, I thought that was that back disease that people get when you're in elementary school and the doctor like makes you bend over to make sure your spine's like in place. But it turns scoliosis. out, yeah, scoliosis, but it turns out it was completely different. So, uh, yeah, a- anything on Brian Bickle, that kind of sucks, man. It kind of makes sense because he, he was kind of a force there in the playoffs, a really, really good player, and then he kind of fell off, and people were kind of wondering what was going on. And I mean, that kind of makes a little bit of sense. So, I know he got paid, so that'll definitely help out whatever like treatment he needs and stuff like that. And like, we hope he get better, but fuck, man, that sucks. Lee? Yeah, I know. Or Dan? Bix, sure. um, I've been to. Obviously, the brother of Stu, or vice versa. I don't know how most fans want to call it. But uh, went to a couple of Flyers games, and one was against Chicago. And I remember Bickle, he was just an absolute animal, man. Like, he he squared off with Simmons that game, which was pretty sweet, and beat the crap out of, uh, you know, Simmons. So, he was always, you know, he was a fun player to watch live. He was, like Ken said, great in the playoffs that one year. Um, and he kind of went, died off, kind of mixed uh went kind of up and down ahl nhl um so you're kind of wondering what was going on and you know maybe this was kind of starting to kick in which is very sad um but nonetheless still you know had a solid career in the nhl and that's you know obviously something hang your hat out on that night so it's pretty good for bickle and hope he hope he's all right lee anything on bix no i think you guys summed up pretty well i mean 2013 he had like close to 20 points i think it was 17 that's huge I mean, he was a beast. He basically replaced Bufflin as Chicago's big power forward. That did it all for them. Uh, I, guess, I guess the only point I take away from this is, like, sometimes as hockey fans, you really have to take a step back. Like, fuck, they're humans. I mean, they have health issues, injuries, shit like that. Like, there's no reason Stu Bickle should have gotten the shit that – or called him Stu. Brian Bickle should have gotten the shit that he got – in Chicago, it's not his fault that they signed him that huge contract and this happened to him. So, best of luck to him. Yeah. Hey, Brian, if you're listening, dude, this choose for you, man. But, uh, okay, so now we're going to kind of go into a little predictions. I don't know if it's a quarter of the way through the season, but we kind of felt like it was, you know, we got a little sense of what's going on. It's, it'd be kind of funny to do predictions now because it's so early in the year, so many different things could change. So, the boys, we're going to do a Stanley Cup Rookie of the Year and MVP prediction. Um, I'm going to go last on this one because I don't really want to go first. So, uh, Dan, do you want to give us your Stanley Cup, your Rookie of the Year, and your MVP? Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll go first. Uh, so, first of all, I kind of want to, you know, obviously I'm a big Rangers guy. I think they're going to be have a solid – they are having a solid year. I think I love their lineup. Uh, I'd like them to win, but, you know, I'm going to go with Montreal here. I'm going to have them winning, uh, you know, beating San Jose in the finals. I think Montreal, I know they got the bag uh, – kicked out of them um, the other night um, but I think you know I think they're a really strong team I like watching them play I know Lee probably hate to hear 
that, but I think they're a fun team to watch. Uh, this is all pending that Chris Kreider doesn't uh, kill Carey Price in the playoffs. So until that happens, uh, I have uh, Montreal winning against San Jose. I think San Jose is another team who, you know, historically kind of just doesn't get it done. So I'm kind of uh, in the playoffs. So I'm kind of hoping <laughs> this year they can, you know, make a run. And God, I would love to see uh, Thornton, uh, you know, lift the Stanley Cup. But I think Montreal would take them in that series. And then your rookie of the year and your MVP. Oh, sorry. Okay, so rookie of the year. I got uh, I got VC from the Rags. The kid. He, uh, you know, Hobie yeah. Baker. Hobie Baker, Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge. He's gonna come this season. He's having a great year so far. He's projected to get, um, you know, if, if everything stays as planned analytically, he's projected to get 38 goals this season. I think he can get 30 goals. I don't know if it's going to be 38. Uh, he's projected around 60, 62 points. I would say I'd say he can get to sixty this year. I think he's you know he's gonna if he just continue. I know it's so early, he's a rookie year, but you know um, I think it's I think it's possible. Obviously, he's you know it all lines up if he kind of stays consistent. Um, but I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with VC for rookie of the year MVP. Shot in the dark here. Um, this is more just towards me hating Tortorella. I'm gonna go Artie Anisimov. Uh, currently with Chicago is having a dynamite year right now and I'm kind of loving it obviously it sucks I wish he was still on the Rangers but shout out to Torts for just ruining another career uh, one of our Rangers um, you know Sean Avery pretty much retired because of that asshole um, so I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Anisim of MVP I think Chicago if they win I think he's going to obviously play a big part in that season and uh, I'm just you know I would love to see him see him get it and uh, just kind of rub rub uh, or Ran that one down uh, towards his throat. Damn this this is kind of like your team Euro projection. There's there's not a single person in the United States that thinks Artem and Isimov's going to win the MVP. But hey, it's you, a prediction. You it's never know. He's, pl- he's playing with Patty Kane, dude. Patty Kane distributes, so uh, it could happen, dude. Angels in the outfield. To, I just wanted to get it out there that I hate Torrell, and that was the only way I could do it. That's fair. That's fair. Right, Ryan, what do you got for us, bud? All right, Stan- Stanley Cup uh, Finals prediction. I'm not going to pick a winner. Uh, kind of a fanboy pick on one of these, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go Penguins Edmonton with Penguins. There's no one in the East that I think is really standing out from the other teams. I go back and forth <clears throat> on Washington all the time, not because of their uh, recent playoff push. If you can't tell right now, kid has a constipated face on right now because he thinks the Rangers are a legitimate. Wait, Stanley how Cup are, you, are you serious though? Yeah, I'm dead serious. They won the Stanley Cup last year, and they haven't gotten any worse. You guys are not as good as you were last year, I would argue. You're out of your fucking mind if you think that. Okay. Okay. I don't see I don't see the Rangers beating the Penguins in a seven-game series with the same exact lineups. You're right. They're going to beat them in four. If Malkin and Crosby are healthy, there's no way that the Rangers' defense can go through those three dynamite lines for the Penguins in a seven-game series. Grabner puts up ten goals in you four games. You know Girardi and Stahl live for those games, dude. They do, dude. Bob shut down fucking Crosby. Shut down they defensemen in the playoffs, dude. Dude, you guys don't stand a chance in that series. You would have to hope that the Penguins got shut out early by, I don't know, maybe Washington. I think Washington could take the Penguins. <laughs> uh, I think that's possible. Out of... Out of out of the West, I have Edmonton because honestly, I think I think the West is actually a legitimate crapshoot. Absolute toss up. 
I think that this is finally the year where people can stop saying that the West is a thousand times better than the East. Like, that's dead. I think Chicago's at the end of their dynasty. I don't know. I don't know why I think that. I just think some of their key players are starting to get a little bit older. I don't know. I just don't think it's fresh there anymore. I think eventually you need a little bit of a mix. So Patrick Kane and Taze can only take you so far. So I'm picking Edmonton. Uh, they're young. They're off to a hot start. They're eventually cooled down. I see them getting in as like a seven or eight seed. I really do. And I think anything can happen in the playoffs. I, You guys are Rangers fans. I honestly think Cam Talbot has the potential to steal a series easy. You guys agree with that? I love Cam I Talbot, dude. I love, yeah, I love Talbot. Cam Talbot's such a – he's just a solid, fundamental goalie. He's kind of like a poor man's Carey Price, the way he, like, I, mans the pipes. I, you know, to see him go, obviously, I want him on the team, but I was so happy for him to kind of get out of the Rangers because, obviously, he's not going to fucking play around Hank. Um so I'm, I was so happy to see him go and kind of get a, a good start in with uh, Edmonton, a young team that, you know, I guess has potential and they're showing it this year. So I'm, I'm happy for him. I think he is a solid fucking tender. I'd also be pretty pumped to see Patrick Maroon hoist the Stanley Cup final, dude. Patty, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I, I just think I just think on a higher level that Edmonton versus the Penguins could be would be the best thing to ever happen for the NHL. I don't get why Edmonton isn't getting more plays on NBC. <laughs> I get that ratings go down for Canadian teams, but there has to be a handful of people like me that want to see the next star of the league more often. I think if you put Crosby versus McDavid in the Stanley Cup Finals, that the ratings would go through the roof. That would be must-watch be legendary, yeah. So just on that alone, I'm rooting for that for the league because I think that would be one for the books. Um, Rookie of the year, uh, not really an underdog of sorts, but I think he came in Vegas odds ten to one to begin the year. I'm going William Nylander. Um, my my logic behind this, he's in a huge market in Toronto. Toronto media has a lot of votes in these things. They love to see Canadian team players win awards, so they try their best all the time. Example would be like Eric Carlson getting all those Norris trophies, which I fucking hate. Uh, the the thing that I think he has over the other players too is he played 22 games last year. He's not he's 20 years old. He had 13 points last year in 22 games, which is pretty impressive. Um, and now he's coming back on his second year. He's playing with like Matthews. Sometimes Marner's on his line. It switches up, but Matthews and Marner are 18, 19 year old first year rookies. I think eventually, and you're seeing it with Matthews right now. They're gonna hit droughts. Um, I think that. I think that Wayne, like I said earlier, could also hit a drought. And I, I honestly think that he could be the steady contributor that puts up the most points this year out of all rookies. And I, and I think the reason I go Nylander over VC, even though VC I do believe has a chance as much as I hate it, is the age factor. I think last year Panarin won, but that was more because McDavid got injured with all, and there wasn't as many young guns. I think with the amount of young guns this year, I think they're going to try to tend to give it to like a 20 19-year-old, 18-year-old, not a 23-year-old. So that's why, I, I mean, do you guys like Nylander? I think he's electric. I kind of want to add on. I don't really know much about him. The only thing I really do know about him is his dad was fucking awesome for the New York Rangers. One of the best lines that the Shit, New York Rangers that's ever that's had was Michael Nylander in between Yarmir Yager and Marty Straka. Uh, yeah. Nylander never skated north-south, dude. He would constantly go east-west. You never really knew what the fuck the guy was going to do. He looked like a little chode out there, but he got it done. I was always a big fan of Michael Nylander. What do you think, Dan? 
No, I I think no, Lee, I think that's a solid pick. I think he's you know he's playing on a line with with Matthews, and you know he could Matthews could very well go through some slumps this year. I think Nylander's a you know like you said with that twenty game experience last year, I think he's uh, maybe a little bit more consistent, uh, especially you know his playmaking skills and. Um, I think he, I think that's a solid choice, and you know his dad, like I said previously, is a shootout specialist for the uh, Rangers. Always liked watching Nylander. I always tried to do that little uh, move he did with a little backhand tuck, top shelf. Can never do it, but uh, yeah, it's a great family. All right, and then who, who do you got for MVP, Rock? Uh, I got I have Carey Price. I think he's proven that he's the most valuable player to his team. I mean, he's what second straight year with ten and zero start or something like that, which is fucking asinine. The Montreal Canadiens live and die with him. I mean, I, I honestly don't care if they get in as a seven seed. I think if they get in the playoffs in any way, it's a hundred percent thanks to Carey Price, and because of that, he's more valuable to his team than any other player. And that's pretty much my whole argument on that. Um, he's just fucking unbelievable. Yeah, definitely. I would I would agree that he's he's the most valuable player for his team. So now we're going to kind of get into my pick, Stanley Cup Finals. I'm going to start in the Western Conference. Uh, Chicago Blackhawks, I mean, they're always the premier team over there. And like Ryan said, it's kind of a toss-up of the Western Conference this year, but I still think that like they're leaps, leaps and bounds better than any other team. They really didn't lose much. Uh, Panarin's really developed into like – I mean, I thought a lot of his points last year was just because he was playing with Patty Kane, but he he's a pretty legitimate player now. So I have the Blackhawks uh, taking the West. And then uh, my prediction for the East is the Rangers win 16 games in a row and they, they take <laughs> home the uh, Stanley Cup this year. I can't believe Ryan said that the Penguins were the top-notch Eastern Conference team. I I couldn't they disagree more. They won the more. Stanley Cup last year. Yeah, I know. But th- if we're talking this year, there's three teams in the Eastern Conference that I think are way better than all the other teams. And you, you're going to be pissed because I'm not going to pick the Bruins. But I think it's the Penguins. I think it's the Rangers. And I think it's the Canadians. And the only reason I think it's Canadians is because it's Carey Price. If Carey Price isn't there, it's the Rangers and the Penguins. No, I think Washington and, Pitt, or Washington and Tampa are right there, too. And my point on the Rangers, and I don't want you to get too sour on me not thinking the Rangers make the Stanley Cup Finals. I say give some of these younger guys a year. I just don't think this is your year. You have you have a couple Uchnevev and Vesi or Vesi or the fuck his name is. Like give them one more year. Like the playoffs, you don't know what the fuck you're gonna get out of them. Zabanajev, give him another year. He's still kind of young. Brady Shea, let him develop a little bit. Maybe get a big time D next year somehow. And I think now you're looking at an actual contender. But this year, I think it's a little too early. Well, that's another thing. I, I think they're going to make a deal around the deadline. I'm not sure because it's going to kind of suck. You're going you're gonna to have to get rid of somebody on your team that's already really good. But I can kind of see Shattenkirk going to the Rangers just because he's a free agent next year. And I'm pretty – yeah, there's been no contract talks between him and St. Louis. I think St. Louis is pretty sure that he's going to be leaving there. So maybe Shattenkirk to the Rangers at another right-handed shot on the, uh, on the DN. 16-0, you heard it here first. I'm gonna go to my well, rookie. You're gonna give up. You're gonna have to give up like some blue chip. No, I understand or... that. I understand that. that's the only kind of fucking. <coughs> I don't think it's worth it. I don't think that's worth it. I don't know. It, it depends on where the Rangers are positioned this year. If they're if they're in first place and they're wheeling and dealing, maybe you don't get rid of anybody. But at the same time, I feel like you definitely want to make your defense a little bit better. I'm not entirely sure what they do. Gordon's done an A plus job so far, so maybe he'll figure something out. My rookie of the year, uh, Ryan, kind of get into it with points. I think when it comes to rookie of the year, if somebody has points and then the second guy has 10 less points, but he has like 30 more goals, I think they worry more about goals than they do points. I don't know if you guys agree with that or disagree with that. 
But for that reason, I think it's going to be Patrick Line. I think he's going to put up 35, 40 goals this year, and he's going to run away with it. Um, that's my rookie of the year. And then my most valuable player, year in, year out, dude. He hasn't had a drought to begin the year this year. I think he has 10 goals. Sidney Crosby, the best player in the fucking world. Uh, and you know how much people love sucking that guy's dick. So I'm going to go Sidney Crosby with my uh, with my MVP. Um, so those those were my predictions. Um, now, uh, we're going to kind of get into a little bit of Rangers and Bruins talk. So, all right, guys. So the Rangers went one and one this week. Uh, they lost to the Vancouver Canucks five to three in kind of a shit game. Uh, we'll kind of get into that a little bit. And then they, they went out and they beat the Calgary Flames four one last night. So Dan and I are going to kind of talk about that before Ryan takes over about the Bruins. So Canucks game, Mark Stahl was the worst player on the fucking ice. Pretty much always pretty consistent. At least he's consistent about it. Um, Alex Burrows, I hate him more than probably anybody other than, like, Chris Kunitz. Uh, he's such a fucking scumbag. Ranta got hit in the face, and then, like, two minutes later, the NHL called downstairs and made him get out of the net to get checked for concussion-like symptoms. Hank comes in cold, lets in two quick goals. I don't I don't know if they would have won the game anyway, but maybe talk a little bit about that. I don't, didn't really agree with that. And then last night, they went out, Grabner scored his eighth goal of the year. Uh, VC had a nice little tip in Buchnevich from Zuccarello on a beautiful feed. And then Derek Stepan and Chris Kreider with a nice little give and go. So that was kind of nice. Uh, I feel like Calgary's kind of a big team in the West. So that was kind of nice to take them down. Uh, Dan, what do you got on the Rangers? Yeah, no, I, uh, honestly, it's, it's still early, but you know, 11 and four, it's a, it's a good start. Um, I think the biggest takeaway is, is that Grabner, man, like he's, he's already, you know, has the same amount of goals that he had last year. He was eight or nine right now. So if he can just, you know, if that consistency so far throughout the, the beginning of the year, it's huge for us. It gives us literally four lines of, uh, you know, potential scoring, which is huge. Um, you know, obviously, I've always liked that, having that, like, you know, tough guy that's on the fourth line. But right now, it's like, dude, who cares? We're, we're playing great hockey. We have uh, eight five-plus goal games. Um, second in the league, Hank's playing pretty well. Um, everything's kind of, you know, kind of looking good for us. So I'm, I, I don't want to jinx them, but I just hope they, you know, obviously with any team, stay consistent, uh, keep it going. A nice big four-one win in the Saddle Dome. That's always nice. I agree. Uh, I think the Flames are a solid team. Um, you know, so that's a, you know, that's a solid one for us. And uh, we got Edmonton tonight, so that'll be a good, good test. Kind of see how the uh, match up against them. That'll be uh, kind of good to watch. I, I definitely agree with you on the Grabner part. Uh, he scored nine goals last year. Already has eight this year, and it's wild. I mean, a guy that's—I would say he's for the most part. I mean, you can play him on pretty much any line, but I, I would say he's a fourth-line player. Already has eight goals this year. I mean, that's pretty absurd, man. That's that's when it comes down to depth scoring. Ryan kind of made fun of the Rangers earlier this year about like the most depth type players, but fucking Goran hammered that home, man. Uh, all four lines are wheeling and dealing. I like our third line right now with Hayes, Miller, and VC. A lot of young guys out there, American guys out there just doing what they do. They have the Zabinijad, Buchnevich, Zuccarello line, which is one of the most creative lines in the NHL. And then you have like your your core group that's been around for a while with Kreider, Nash, and uh, Stepan. So that's kind of nice. Brady Shea's overplaying the right side right now. He, he looks great, man. He, I think he has nine or ten assists already on the year as a rookie. I mean, the Rangers were kind of looking to get Truba and shit just because they wanted a young defenseman that could play the right side that has, you know, a lot of potential. And, I mean, maybe they 
I think they wanted to make that deal, but the fact that Brady Shea's over there do, right now doing his thing kind of makes that a little bit easier that the fact that they didn't get him, if that makes any sense. So, uh, yeah, the Rangers look good. They're playing Edmonton again tonight. Uh, they've lost a couple games this year, and a couple of them they just kind of didn't show up. But, I mean, that that's bound to happen. But the thing is, is with the Rangers at least, they have Stalin Girardi on the back end, who I don't really think can handle speed. And when we played Edmonton, we beat Edmonton. And, I mean, we beat up on them a little bit, but... The Oilers, they, they bring speed to the table, and I feel like the Rangers, I mean, if you're scouting that team, you can see like their defense kind of get lost when the other team has speed. So that'll be kind of interesting to see tonight how they're going to handle that. Um, yeah, it'll be pretty good. But, uh, Ryan, how are the Bruins doing? I, I just looked it up. I forget what I said the record was, but, I mean, I think 9-6 and six maybe. But they're, they're kind of – they're, yeah, they're low-key looking pretty good. They're not really making a bunch of noise, but if you look at the standings, like, holy shit, the Bruins, they're having a pretty good year. So what do you think? Yeah, it's its not bad. We went 2-1 and one this week. Started off with a – we lost to Montreal within, like, the last minute. I mean, I was honestly okay with that game. They played they played a great game. I thought they outplayed Montreal. They got outscored in the last minute. I'm just happy. We've had this history of Montreal shit-kicking us for the last, like, five years. So as sad as it sounds, it was almost a moral victory. I was totally okay with that game. Uh, the other two games, they went in and they thumped Columbus, who's put up like 17 goals in the two games wedged in between that one. They put up 10 against Montreal and like seven the other night, I'm pretty sure. So the fact that we went in there and thumped one of the hottest teams in the NHL was impressive. And then we ended up last night with a – it was a quiet game, but they pretty much dominated. Uh, Coyotes couldn't really bury, but got the job done, so – very happy with the week. My, my big points, I guess, would be David Poshnak is, like, officially here to stay. He's a star. I think if you redraft that 2014 draft, he's a top-five pick easily. Uh, he's got 10 goals. He's second in the league. He's honestly carrying that Bergeron-Marchand line. Bergeron has, like, four points right now. I mean, he does all the little things, obviously, but, I mean, right now Poshnak's the finisher on that line, and he's feeding off Marchand, and I love it. I hope they don't sign him to a bridge deal because I think it will bite him in the ass. I think he's going to put up 30 this year easy. So I'm looking for like a six, seven-year deal, and I want it done this year so we don't have to go down that road with him because his contract's up at the end of the year. Hey, Dan, um, Dan Pasternak, future Ranger. What, do I think he will be? I'm no. Just, I'm just fucking with you, dude. lock him up. All right, right. Keep going. Uh, second, second big takeaways. Our third line has fucking life. I know we're rooting for him, but, uh, the demotion of Jimmy Hayes has been pretty big for the boys on the third line. Um, Bolesky's showing up every night, showing us why he's showing up in a lot of, uh, upper deck trading card packets too. I got two of that fucker the other day. That's big news. Try to send me one. Um, he's, he got his first goal of the year. Austin Zarnick's a keeper. Uh, undrafted free agent. He's flying around, five foot nine guy. He's fucking one hundred ten percent every shift. Love him. Uh, yeah, if they keep keep producing. I mean, it's going to be huge. I think eventually, when Frankie Vitrano comes back, Riley Nash gets bumped down the fourth, and then you have a third line of Boleski, uh, Vitrano, and Zarnik. And I know that sounds kind of shaky on paper, but those young guys can produce, and I'll be excited for that to have a trigger man on that third line. And then our, our, D are, our D are maturing a little bit. Colin Miller had an own goal, scored on his own goal. But, I mean, I've really liked how he's been playing. Carlo's still an unbelievable rock. And um, 
my last request to Claude Julian to just be fucking scratch John Michael Lyles. He was done like oh. six years ago. Why the fuck is he on our team? Joe oh. Morrow sitting in the press box. Like, give that guy some ice time. I really like how he moves the puck, and I think he'd be a great third line D with like McQuaid. So hopefully he <laughs> listens to me there. And if we have Morrow in there and Lyles in the press box, I actually like our top six at the moment. For as shitty as they are, they're getting the job done. John Michael Lyles, great name. Great name. American, too, I'm pretty sure. Where? Yeah, guess where John Michael Lyles is from? You'd think Quebec. Where is he from? Uh, Take a guess. Southway, Minnesota. Ogdensburg, no. New York. Indiana. Oh, my God, of course he is. <laughs> Hoosier Nation. <laughs> All right, guys, now we're going to uh, – hey, Dom Moore. Hey, fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. Thanks for that intro, Dom. Pure electricity. So, boys, Dominic Moore's Heroes and Zeros this year, uh, this week. I kind of want to go first. My hero to the entire National Hockey League. Uh, I don't know if you live under a rock, but there was big news this week. President Donald Trump, he's going to be our new guy. A lot of people are really pissed off. If you go to the NFL and you go to the NBA, people are just fucking bitching about it. Uh, Detroit's head coach Van Gundy says it's terrible and, it, and his guys can't focus. Uh, Kaepernick took a knee to really show everybody that, you know, People are after black people, and uh, guy didn't even vote in the election. I don't know if you saw Stephen A. Smith, but he kind of <laughs> almost had an aneurysm talking about Colin Kaepernick. Uh, so if you, if you look and you search NHL politics, nothing pops up. They don't care. They're white. They're out there. They're bumping. They're grinding. 80% of them are Canadians, but they don't fucking give a shit. Um, so my hero this week is the NHL for not crying about Hillary Clinton that <laughs> not being a fucking president. And then uh, my, lastly, my zero... Uh, goes to the junior varsity Islanders. I mean, guys, do you, do you, Islander fans, do you guys really think you can compete with the New York fucking Rangers? Like, do you really think you can be the New York team? You guys are five, seven, and three, second to last of the Eastern Conference. Second to last. The Buffalo Sabres have a better fucking record than you scumbags. So, Islanders, I couldn't love it more that you're my zero. You really made my week. Keep playing the way you do. Jonathan Tavares is going to be a fucking Toronto Maple Leaf before you fucking know it. And it's it's gonna be oh I can't fucking wait so that's that's my hero and zero this week uh, Lee wh- how about your hero and zero bud yeah so my hero of the week is my favorite Canadian chain restaurants Tim Hortons I don't know if you boys saw this but uh, Truba deal really broke when the Winnipeg GM and Jacob Truba met at their local Tim Hortons <laughs> with no agent. There was no agent there. It was just a couple of guys with a couple of Tim Hortons, couple of Joes, and some Tim bits talking out the hockey season. The next day they signed. So you're telling me the magic of Tim Hortons could get that done. That's what you need. <coughs> that should be a lesson to everybody when it comes to negotiations. You don't need lawyers. You don't need the media. You just need some fucking black coffee and a good chain restaurant to sit down on so you can get into their free Wi-Fi and fucking have a talk. So shout out to Tim Hortons for making deals happen. Love it. Timmy Hose. Uh, my, zero, my zero of the week. Yeah, this is tough. I wish I could play a, a violin. It's the per- persecution of defensive demon. <laughs> Times are changing. Uh we talked about uh, the Rookie of the Year earlier. I missed the league where Barrett Jackman could get the Rookie of the Year with 19 points and 180 penalty minutes. <laughs> a league where Shea Weber has several Norris trophies and Eric Carlson has zero is a dream of mine. A league where Darian Hatcher can throw 25 elbows and is looked upon as a classy contributor to the league. And a league 
where Dylan McElrath is not traded for a conditional seventh-round pick and a bag of Ruslan Soleil bobbleheads <laughs> just because he doesn't have the skill that Vigneault wants. McElrath, I'm sorry that you were a part of this persecution and witch hunt. You're my favorite stay-at-home big boy, and this one was for you and the Warriors of past, like Adam Foote, Jay McKee, and Ken Danico. Wow. <laughs> wow, dude. So well prepared. Oh my god, I just got chills. I get Lee a a McElrath jersey team. It's just week in and week out, Lee's love for McElrath really pumps me up. I have goosebumps right now. It was that good. I'd love to have him on. Uh, Zero, just another zero really quick, because you just brought up McElrath, and I was thinking about getting him on the podcast, which will never happen. Our boy Harper got waved. Yeah, I saw that, man. I I did see that. Uh Kind of selfish on his part. He couldn't wait a couple weeks before we got him on here. But, uh... Still a hero in my eyes. Yeah, definitely still a hero. And not only that, he worked his ass off to get up there. I think they had a couple guys come back from injury. I think he's going to be one of, like, the, uh... One of the guys where if somebody goes down, he'll probably be one of the first call-ups. Yeah, I think he'll be back. He... He was a great player. I was talking to my dad. My dad was like, do you think the Rangers are going to pick him up? And I was like, no, just because of how much depth they have. But he looked good. He he battled. He he was a key contributor. He dropped the gloves with Adam McQuaid, and you have to be a fucking psychopath to even think about doing something like that. So, uh, Harps, so we're thinking about you, buddy. And when 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 we get you on here, we're gonna, we're gonna talk a little about it. And uh, we're thinking about you. So, uh, Dan, how about your heroes and zeros this week? Yeah, let me kind of completely change uh, sports here. I know it's. We're usually just do hockey, but I just really wanted to talk about uh, the UFC event last night. That's okay. Yeah. So my, my hero obviously goes out to, to Conor McGregor, kind of just shutting up every fucking loser media person or you know UFC expert, saying that he's never been challenged and he's never uh, you know he's never had to fight someone good. So he, he pretty much he pretty much just told everyone to fuck off last night. Uh, just absolutely embarrassed Eddie Alvarez. Uh, it was quite the spectacle there at MSG. Um, UFC 205 was awesome. Um, and it's just good for sports in general. He literally has changed the UFC. And he's, you know, obviously he does have to do his whole media things before the fight. Um, but he's a genuine person. You know, everyone says he's fake when he talks shit. I mean, he, he, you know, maybe, you know, he talks shit because he, he has to sell the fight. He generally does want to knock everyone's head off. A uh, true competitor, great for just sports in general, like I said. Uh, last night was really awesome to see for me. Uh, big McGregor guy, kind of from the beginning when he kind of jo- come in, came into the UFC. Um, and he's just a genuine person. You know, he's been with his, you know, his girlfriend for however many years. They, you know, they've gone through struggles and now they're kind of living the dream together. So I think he's a pretty cool guy. Uh, last night was awesome, awesome event, great fights, and uh, he was my hero. Dan, I'm going to try to relate this back to hockey. You put Conor McGregor on skates, and he's fighting Brian Boyle. You still think Brian Boyle loses? On skates? Yeah. I think, dude, McGregor's balanced, and he's, yeah, dude. I bet you McGregor's a great skater. He'd be an awesome skater. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, Boyle. Boyle Boyle wouldn't know what to do. Boyle would get ragdolled, just like the ex of ragdolled, and then kicked it, like, punted his helmet down the ice. That was embarrassing. Um, All right, zero. No one probably cares about this but me. I understand that, but I, I hate Liberty University. A uh, little ACHA hockey talk. Uh, no one probably knows what the ACHA is. Love it. I love but it. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty much the Iron League. It's like it's literally more physical and ridiculous than the, the Federal Hockey League. 
Um, I had the honor of playing there uh, for a couple of years. And Liberty University, you know, they try to act like uh, well, it's a big, big Christian school, um, very religious. You know, they pray after every game at center ice, but they're the most scum, biggest scumbags on the ice. They have a stick rink. Um, they don't deserve it. They have a great fan base. They're all losers. They don't, you know, they, they don't swear at you. I loved playing there. Uh, my, you know, alma mater UD was there this past week and they split a series with them. Uh, shout out to them. They're 15 and three this year. Boys are rolling. Um, but Liberty University, I watched, I spent my Friday and Saturday nights live streaming the game. Um, they do do a great broadcast there, I will admit. Um, but fuck Liberty. Uh, fuck their refs, their whole school. Bunch of fucking dweebs. Um, I, I, I love playing against them, but they're fucking losers. Uh, their coach, Kirk Handy, can... Uh, I was going to say something bad, but uh, fuck Kirk Handy. Um, let's see. Must yeah. be tough playing against God. God's pretty much on the ice there, right? <coughs> Dude, seriously, they... Uh, Last year we were we were there and we had we played a midnight game there. Literally, game started at twelve o'clock midnight, and uh, they we they wanted to pray with us after the game. We're like, buds, we're fucking tired. We're going home. And uh, I just hate that school. Sorry, guys. Yeah, Liberty University, you can go fucking suck it, pals. Losers. Yikes. All right, guys. So uh, now we're gonna go on to block shots with Spike Joey sixty nine. I think Kevin Weeks has a little something to say to us. Hey guys, what's up? I'm Kevin Weeks. But you gotta back up. I gotta deceive too you. Too close, too close. Hold on, I'm gonna put my mask on because I didn't sign a waiver, so. Weeksy there in the studio. All right, guys, so now we're doing a little block shots of Spike Joey 69. Again, if you haven't really caught on, if you go on Twitter, you at Spike Joey 69. We created this guy, and what we do is we go out and we get blocked by anybody that you wanted us to get blocked by. Uh, Spike Joey 69, he's from Thunder Bay, Ontario. I think that's where he's from. He's from where the stalls are from. Uh, and he just goes out there and he lets people know exactly what he thinks. So last week uh, we got blocked by Liam McHugh, that little uh, that little guy. Kind of looks like the uh, dude from Stuart Little on NHL. What's it, NHL Tonight or NBC Sports? One of those. He's one of the analysts. Yeah. So, uh, so far this year we have been blocked by uh, analytical asshole Adam Herman, uh, one of the worst goalies of all time, Kevin Weeks, and now little Liam McHugh. Sorry for picking on you, bud. Uh, this week, we're going to kind of get in on Anson Carter, who was just given his own TV show on MSG Network. Yeah, guys, it's 2016. There's literally no other explanation the fact that that guy got his own fucking TV show. Uh, I've, I've tried. I've been after Anson Carter before on my own personal Twitter account. The guy's got thick skin, so we're really going to have to bring the heat this week. What do you guys think? What are our chances about getting blocked by Anson Carter? Ryan? I think it's pretty good, you know. <clears throat> I know you you have your doubts, but I, I think we just got to hit Anson where it hurts. I mean, maybe we go after his failed hip-hop studio in Atlanta. That, I mean, he just couldn't create any tracks. That's a shame because, you know, Atlanta's brought out T.I., Gucci Mane. So the fact that Anson Carter couldn't get any talent out in the streets out there really shows his character to me. So I love it. I mean, any any player that wears a tinted visor is on my fucking hit list. So Anson Carter will get you up. The Marshawn Lynch of the NHL. Dan, what do you think? Yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough test for us and Spike Joey this week. Uh, prayers for Spike Joey. Hopes he can hope he can get it done. But uh, I just have a you know a visual image of Anson Carter just sitting there with his his mission bucket and his tinted visor on. Just can't see the haters through that tinted visor. So he's <laughs> he's just chilling on Twitter, dude. He can't even see those comments. But uh, hopefully Spike Joey can uh, 
get in there for him. Maybe hit him with a DM or something. That'd be nice. Hit him up with a DM. Uh, and just like really, really, really quick, do you guys think we're going to get in trouble for doing this? Well, I think it's linked to Lee's email, so maybe Lee gets in trouble. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'll probably just get banned, whatever. I feel like, you, I feel like you're allowed to be an internet troll, right? Like, there's no law against that. No, there's not, unless you say something over the top, which you probably will do, Cut. Yeah, that'll probably end up happening. I just don't think, I think you can't threaten someone, which I, we would never threaten someone. I would, thre- I, I would, I would threaten somebody, I think. Okay. For the betterment of the podcast, dude. All right. And that was Block Shots with Spike Joey 69. Anson Carter, head on a swivel asshole. Um, now we're going to get into Dan's uh, segment, the Craig Adams ass kicking of the week. Hi, I'm Craig Adams of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Fighting in hockey is an established tradition. All right, Danny. Bring the fire this week, buddy. What do you got for us? This week, we got the uh, Craig Adams ass-kicking of the week. Um, first, I'm just going to start off with uh, honorable mention here, Simmons KOing my boy Johnny Erickson. I've been a huge Erickson guy from, uh, from when he first came into the league. Just <laughs> a big meathead back there. Can't... Uh, can't speak English or not very well. Is that real life? You've always been an Erickson guy. I've always, I do. I when they when they uh, when they won the cup or made a run against for the cup against Pittsburgh, he was just like that one defenseman who like I've kind of felt bad for because he's like <laughs> slow and then he's one of those guys you just get behind or at least I got behind. He's almost like a boil, but uh, he'd always get his ass kicked. And then this year he's actually fighting a little bit more. He's actually won like pretty much all of his fights. I think he was a little confident coming into the Simmons fight. Oh, a little cocky. <laughs> they squared off. They squared off right off the draw. <laughs> Drops his gloves, just fucking like like he has the biggest dick on campus. Like he was ready to like, all right, here we go. I'm already three and zero. So he, he's going against Simmons. Simmons comes in like he's uh like a righty. He's a straight righty. They grab onto each other, hits him with the oops, fakes it, hits him with a fucking left, and sends Erickson's head into next week. Dude, just <laughs> head bashes against the ice. Johnny Boy goes down. So maybe it was a little, uh, maybe a little wake up call for Erickson. Maybe go back to just being that slow defenseman who you know drops the gloves every once in a while. Um, ass kicking of the week, though. I got Michael Furlan versus uh, Antoine Roussel. Absolutely hate Roussel. I love anytime him. He, anytime he's on HockeyFights.com, I watch his fights immediately, just praying, praying he eats punches. Why don't you um, like him, dude? I love him. Dude, he's just a fucking rat. I, I know, I, dude. You know, and I, that's biased me for saying because, like, I'm, I'm, like, the first one to jump on the bandwagon when you get one of those little douchebags on your team. You know, the classic, oh, you'd love him if he was on your team. I don't know about this guy, dude. I absolutely hate this guy with a passion, almost more than Chris Kunitz. So anytime he gets his ass kicked, it's uh, you know it's awesome for myself. So Michael Furlan actually, you know he he uh, he fed him, he pumped him. Um, this was a really good fight uh, for Furland. Obviously he's a, he's a, he throws bombs, but uh, love seeing Roussel just fall to the ice after eating like six rights to the face. Um, so that was the asking of the Craig Adams asking of the week. I do want to just give a shout out to um, Cody Cody Bass Nashville. Guy's a journeyman. He's kind of been, uh, you know, through AHL. Now he's uh, he's kind of st- trying to stick with Nashville. I would say he's gotten in, uh, you know, three fights since I think he's been up, and one was against uh, Chris Neal. That was a fucking tilt. So if you guys are listening, uh, go to hockeyfights.com and uh, give that one a good look. Um, Cody Bass, like I said, just I talked about it earlier with the guys. Before the show. 
Um, we were at the Glens Falls Civic Center for a nice Binghamton Senators versus uh, um, the Phantoms like a few years back. And it went into, it was a nice little Wednesday night, I believe, went into a shootout. Sure enough, Cody Bass comes in and just pops uh, um, the gold, uh, Phantoms goaltender's water bottle into, into fucking outer space in the Civic Center rafters. Uh, so I've always kind of been a little Bass guy. Uh, so this is good to see him kind of coming into the league and fighting everyone. He's a good fighter. I never really realized it until now. Um, so look up that fight for Chris Neal. It's a good one. Uh, Dan, something new that I think we should do with that Craig's Adam ass-kicking of the week. The Furland Roussel, the not the uh, the actual ass-kicking of the week. 1 to 10, what do you rate it? Uh, I would give it I would give it a 7. 7, honestly, because... A hard 7? Yeah, it was like... Obviously, Furland was the true winner of the fight. Uh, uh, Roussel didn't throw a punch until they were on the ice, which, you know, that's against the code. Love it. Um, so Furland was actually kind of the one to fall. If that makes any sense. Yeah. I think he just got so fed up. He was throwing bombs that he kind of lost his balance and fell. And then Roussel kind of laid on top of him and threw a couple, you know, rabbit punches. But, uh, you know, whatever. He still got his fucking ass kicked. So, uh, yeah, I'd give it a seven just because the ending was kind of weak. But uh, still got his ass kicked, yeah. Hard, hard I don't seven. I think Roussel has won a fight this year, right? I, did. I, I don't know. Like, he's had a couple where he's... It's not his role. What do you mean, Ken? Not, he, fights, he fights a lot. Dude. I know it's you know he fights a lot, but I don't think his role is to actually win these fights. I think his role is just oh. to piss people off. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think if, if like, I think it almost fires his team up when he gets punched <laughs> in the face because like they probably hate him too. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like it's like seeing. I think he knows that he's the most hated player on his own team. So when he goes out there and just gets the bag beat out of him in center ice in front of a sold out crowd, I think the boys on his team are like. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Do you think Jamie Ben was just like, hey, listen, Roussel, like, nobody likes you. The only way that you can fit in here is yeah. if you get your ass kicked. Yeah. And, and Roussel's yeah. little French accent, he's like, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure, God. Okay, thanks. The, the Prussian War, World War II, and any time Antoine Roussel drops the gloves, they're all losses for the country of France. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, dude, if they ever want anything, fucking losers. <laughs> all right, uh, we're going to get into our uh, two-minute well-worth-it segment. Uh this week we were bringing on a couple of friends of ours, uh, the mayor of Morgantown, Jimmy Murray, and uh, Long Island's own Eamon O'Donnell. So, uh, yeah, this is two minutes well worth it. Two minutes well worth it. All right, guys, we're back. Um, we recorded this before the podcast happened because our, a couple of our guests uh, have to go to dinner and stuff tonight. So we're here with Eamon O'Donnell, who is a junior varsity Islanders fan, and we're here with Jimmy Murray, who uh, he's the mayor of Morgantown. He played club hockey at West Virginia, and he doesn't really like hockey, but claims to be a Penguins fan. So we're, we're going to talk about their teams for a little bit, and then we're going to do two minutes well worth it in the sin bin with those guys. So how are you guys doing today? How are you guys feeling? Doing all right, kid. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Dobbs, how are you doing, buddy? Pretty shaky, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Can you elaborate on that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just sweating out of places I haven't sweat before, so I'm, like, really hungover. I'm detoxing. All I right. fucking love it, dude. All right, so Dobbs, uh... So the Islanders kind of in shambles. Andrew Ladd, I don't know if he has a point yet, signed to like an eight-year deal. Not 100% positive about that. And then uh, Hamnick's out for four or six weeks. I don't really know what, what, what's going on there. So if you want to talk a little bit about the Islanders, that'd be ideal. I honestly think it all stems from fucking Jack Capuano. Um, he needs Ooh. to go. 
Uh, I've been saying this for at least three years now that I'm over him. He doesn't do anything for the program, and he always just looks so confused out there. Um, I think just like a little confused Italian man. Yeah, but or is he Native American? I don't fucking know. Isn't that Ted Nolan? Wasn't he your coach too at one point? Ted Nolan. Yeah, I mean it's just. It's just sad, dude. Like, they literally lost all the chemistry that they've been building for the last five years with uh, Ocposo gone and just, I don't know. They, they have good prospects like the Josh Hosang guy, but I think it starts with your coach. If your coach can't get everyone riled up for the first five and last five of every period, you're not going to want to go to work every day. I like That's it. That's true. Hey, Amen. What, what do you think about the ice going on there? Have you heard anything about that? Yeah. I guess they have, like, the shittiest ice in the league. So, because it's a, it's literally an arena made for concerts, Justin Bieber, and like basketball games for just tall dudes to just like bunk and slam the jam. So it's Some like, monkeys. I literally don't see why. Like, I miss the barn. Bring back the barn. Love it. Um, it's right. you can just see them. Like, I went to a game um, uh, against Philly. It was like a preseason game, and everyone just looks like they they have cinder blocks around their legs. Like, it just looks the game looks slow. And I went to the Tampa Rangers game last Sunday, and everyone is flying. Like, the building is electric. Like, it's just such a better atmosphere. I'm not a Rangers fan, but I literally enjoyed the atmosphere. I loved going there, and I felt like a part of something. You go to the Barclays Center, and you're like, when can I get the, the four, five, six out of here? Like, when is You know, Eamon, that's so true, but, you know, varsity pep rallies tend to have a little bit more zing than junior That's so true, too. I remember when Hutch got hit in the face with whiteout at a February. Yo, Randy Shannon. <laughs> shut up, shut up, shut up. Lee, Lee, what do you think? Uh, ask him and something. <laughs> no, have you ever, although I will say, have you ever seen a concert at the Barclays Center? Greg Ronan once said that the Lumineers had great acoustics there through the sound system. Would you like to comment on that? <laughs> Where's Greg? He's having a great ear for music, dude. He's learning the ukulele, so there's only... Great things from here on out. No, but uh, getting back on track, I do have a serious question for you. Um, Yar, so the Yaroslav Halak situation, we talked about it here last week. We talked about it with you a little bit pregame to the podcast. What's up with the three goalie system? You think like I don't think Halak's the answer. I kind of like Thomas Grice, honestly. And then to Baruby. counteract all that, what's up with Baruby? Like the reason they say that they're keeping Baruby is because they don't want him to go to waivers. But, like, they're not playing him anyway. Is he good enough where somebody would pick him up on waivers? Like, is he really, like, an option? And if he is, why don't they just try to start him? He's 25. Like, what's the point of just making him sit there every game? I mean, I saw him play last last season when we were uh, against uh, the Panthers. Or, yeah, when we were playing Florida. I saw him at home. And we lost that game. But it was still a good showing for the guy. Uh, I think Halak... Is the answer. To be honest, I love Halak. Um, the real king of New York. No, no, dude, that's Hank. He'd go rush. But, um. But wait, what was the question? Like, what's up the three goals? Yeah, the three goaltender system. I think deep down I'm a conspiracy theorist. I think Gar Snow just has a mean fantasy league going and he's just trying to get all the points he can to beat White. <laughs> <laughs> That was, that was really uh, good. Dubsy, last questions with that, uh, regarding the Islanders. Who do you think was a uh, bigger loss, Ocposo or Franz Nielsen? Or, or I want to toss one more in the ring, Matt Martin. 
Yeah, Mr. Thor. Mr. Asaisen, dude. Big take Martin. Um, I think, I think uh, low-key Martin for me, but I love that biracial angel, dude, and I hate to see him wearing those Sabres colors. And, guys, that, that's talking Islanders. Now we're going to get on to the Penguins. Jim, how do they look this year? Peter Sikora has been a big addition. Huge addition, kid. Huge addition. <laughs> kid, I don't get this joke. You know I don't watch Penguins games. Peter Sikora hasn't played in the league. I don't know who Peter Sikora is. So, did you drink Did you drink out of the Stanley Cup? <laughs> I don't know who the fuck he is. All right. Uh, Next question, Ked. You got any more? No, that's talking Penguins. <laughs> I want. <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy, for coming on, dude. Yeah, can uh, I go to the restaurant? Well, we have a couple no, more. No, things. no, no. Yeah, we have a couple more things. Uh, so now we're gonna go uh, two minutes while worth in the sin bin with Eamon and Jimmy. If you guys haven't listened to this before, what we do is we do two minutes rapid fire questions, and you guys have to answer them very, very fast. Uh, Dan, Brian, who do you want to do two minutes with first? Uh, why don't we just Why don't we just do it with both of them? Keep no, it on their toes. There, Alright, so we're going to do it with Jimmy. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Alright, All right. Uh, Lee, Dan, you ready? Uh, not really, but... <laughs> Lee, you want to start it off? Wait, yeah. what kind of questions are these? Hot They're questions? just stupid questions. They're just random oh, fucking questions. Alright. Alright. All right. All right. All right. You ready? Who's going? Go, Me? Yep. Alright, uh, scale of 1 to 10, how hard was Eamon's slap? Ooh, that was a 10. You won one. Good point. Good point. I don't know. Wait, yo, the tortilla one or the shot one? Both. Oh. Back back and back on a scale of 1 to 10. <laughs> the tortilla one made me deaf. So, 10. <laughs> My ears were ringing in. Or or the, or the you forgot the one. The, also, Avon five-starred you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and your kid? Mary, Mary, uh, 50 country music album uh, singers came together and they, they made a new country road song. If you listen to it, and what do you think? Would I listen to it? Have you listened to that? That happened? Yeah. Okay. Next. Dan, go. <laughs> Stanford, Jersey, or West Virginia, Jersey? Stanford, easily. <laughs> uh, how big do you think Sidney Crosby's dick is? Probably pretty small. No, give me like an inch. Sidney Crosby is? Like, no, I don't. Inch ratio. What about Kreider's hand? I'll probably say five inches. Okay. Uh, Tucci or or uh, fucking what's her name? Nicki Minaj. Oh, Nicki. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Uh, Mary, number one song to turn up to. Oh, fuck. Uh, what kind of song? What kind of turn up is it? The the turntest of turns. Uh, Murray, when, Murray, 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 when you die and we have an after party, what song am I playing first? Oh. Ooh. <laughs> no, we follow. <laughs> <laughs> we follow. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, I, had, I had another question for you, Murray. What was up, buddy? <laughs> so, 2010 or 2011 uh, women's lacrosse, Saratoga High School women's lacrosse team, which team was better? What year was it when I ran into the fence? That's 2010. Yeah, 2010 takes the cake. Circa 2010. All right, and that's two minutes with Jimmy Murray. Jim, you didn't, you didn't do too bad, buddy. Uh, thanks, kid. All right. Wait. Are, you, are we ready for Eamon? Yeah. 
All right, Lee, ready? Lee. Yeah, what's up? All right, ready? Yeah, I'm ready. You ready, Eamon? Three, two, one, go. Were you actually the first person to have a hard part, or do you just like saying that? <laughs> guys, you know the hardest part was telling you guys that I wasn't gay. So. <laughs> yeah, I was the first. I have a question. I have a question, Ava. Yeah. You promise? <laughs> yes. Ava, Ziggy Palfi or John Tavares? <laughs> JT, buds. Uh, what's your favorite part about Long Island? The, it's the dick in New York. <laughs> uh, soft shell tortillas or hard shell tortillas? Obviously, soft shells are easier to slap people with, <laughs> and they don't crumble. Uh, on a like, how many frescas do you drink a year? Oh my god, I drink a 12, break down by the week. I drink a twelve pack at least, at least of every five days. <laughs> Uh, so back a week. What's twelve times fifty six? A lot. A lot of math. Uh, if you could, would you be one of the people that works out shirtless behind Shawn Michaels on a P ninety X DVD? You do that on our balcony, dude. You don't mean Shawn Michaels. You mean Shawnee T. Oh, Shawn Michaels oh. is the porn star. Oh <laughs> Rock of love, dude. <laughs> Red Michaels. Oh. And, dude, Shawn Michaels is the heartbreak kid WWE wrestler. Oh. And yeah, that's a that's a hard yeah. Who was your arch nemesis in uh, youth hockey? Oh, the microwave, Paul Benner. Yes! <laughs> uh, favorite porn star? Heather Brooke, dude. Low key. Ooh, you told me about her. Is that like the mom? No, she's like. Backdoor? What is it? Backdoor? <laughs> what is it? Abraham or whatever? What's her name, kid? Team Mom? Farrah Abraham. Farrah Abraham? All right, uh, Jimmy John's or Jimmy John's? Oh, fucking the bootlegger from Jimmy John's. Fuck, that's <laughs> oh. All right, guys, and that's two minutes well worth it with Amy. They both did pretty well. One question. Can, can we have, like, a post question for Murray? Yeah. yeah. Uh, favorite teen mom? Favorite teen mom? Janelle, easily. Oh. I, don't even know why, I don't know why I thought of it that long, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of got to be Janelle. She loves Kesha. All right, yeah, fair enough. All right, guys, hey, thank you for joining our podcast, and uh, we appreciate it. Hopefully we get you guys back on. Ryan, Dan, you have anything for him? No, I mean, like, no, maybe they could, like, listen. What are you guys eating at, uh, what are you guys going to order at dinner? <laughs> Is that a fucking question, bud? <laughs> are you guys going to get some margaritas, too? Frozen margs, buddy. Fucking right. All right, guys, th- thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm, bye. <laughs> All right. All right, again, thank you to uh, Jimmy Murray and uh, Eamon O'Donnell for coming on. Everybody really enjoyed your uh, your thoughts on hockey. Really got everybody going, I swear. Um, and now we're going to get into our three stars of the week. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All right, guys, uh, now we're, we're, uh, we're back here with the three stars. Uh, this one's going to be interesting this week. I mean, if you, if you follow sports at all, whatever sports on TV, everybody's like, Oh, LeBron would be great at that sport. Blah, 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 blah. So this week, our three stars, what we're going to do is we're going to pick three athletes that we think would have been good hockey players and what position they would have played. So, uh, boys, who, who wants to go first here? I mean, I can lead her off. You want to lead off? 
Yeah, I could do a little lead off here. All right, go for it, buddy. All right. So first off, um, trying to pick a goalie, and uh, just thinking through all the you know the professional sports, and um, I kind of I'm going with Kurt Schilling. Uh, you know, he's kind of a pudgy guy. Um, you know, proved his grit with that bloody sock, the Red Sox there. Um, outspoken, uh, kind of just douchebag in general. So I'd love to see uh, him get peppered with some uh, with some rubber. You know who he would be. I feel I feel like he would be Patrick Waugh. Like they'd be the exactly. same person, right? Yeah. I would love to see Schilling's antics. Probably a couple goalie fights. I bet you he'd just get his ass kicked, which would be awesome. But uh I'm going Kurt. Kurt goalie. Uh nice stay at home physical defenseman. Uh I'm going Brian Erlocker. Mm-hmm. If he, skate, if he could skate, he's just a brick wall. I would love to see him just not even know how to body check. I just want to see him tackle players. So many concussions. <laughs> just form, form tackles. Um, and then for my skilled forward, uh, I'm going Andre Agassi. Uh, his, his hands are probably going to be unreal. Great backhand shots. Probably unreal one-timer. And uh, if you look at his old pictures, I know he's bald now, uh, but he had a unreal hair. Like mullet. Like... He would have fit in perfect. Um, so I'm going. I'm going. Andre Agassi, nice little skilled forward, probably, probably like a 20 goal scorer a year. Uh, probably, <coughs> I don't know. Going Agassi, skilled forward. Oh, those aren't bad, Dan. I kind of like that. Again, I think Schilling would kind of be like Patrick Waugh. Uh, Erlacher would be like Dion Phaneuf, like lots of concussions. And then Andre Agassi, he'd be Michael Nylander to me. I think. That's so true. Right. All right, yeah. I think we should add that to the three stars. Compare what, whatever, who says they are to like a current NHL player. All right, okay. I'll go next. Uh, my stay home defenseman likes to party. Jason Giambi, lots of tattoos, <laughs> slicking back the hair. Jason Giambi not on the Yankees. Jason Giambi back when he had like facial hair and like really really long hair, uh, just roided out of his mind. Kind of nuts. Definitely probably not that fast. I don't know if he'd hit that much, but he would just be a physical presence. So for me, I think Jason Jambi would be kind of like Hal Gill. What What do you guys think? Ooh. That's a good I don't know. I see him being a little tougher in the corners. Dude, I feel like Jambi has a... He has a he's tatted he's up. Too. He's tatted up hard. Like, Commissaric with, like, fake tattoos. I see him being, like, a second... Power play specialist, or all he does is take slap shots and disrupts the flow of the power play. Dylan Malkarath. Don't say that. <laughs> well, you, you guys think on who Jason Jambi would be. Uh, my second one, I'm going to do a goalie. Uh, when you think goalies, you try to pick a position in sports that would kind of most relate. So, obviously, a baseball catcher. I like Pudge Rodriguez uh, in between the pipes for me. Uh, very quick. Uh, actually really not that quick, but you know, he gold glove. So he's got a nice little glove hand. Uh, he's definitely a leader. He's a little bit shorter, a little pudgier. Uh, this one's kind of hard. I don't know really who I would compare Pudge Rodriguez to. Cause I mean, maybe Al Montoya just because they're like the same nationality, but I don't even think they're the same nationality though. So I don't, I don't know. What do you guys think of Pudge? Francois Bouillon, maybe, but he's not a goalie. <laughs> they just I kind of look the same. Pretty tan. I see him being like uh, Dwayne Rollison. Ooh, wow. Kind of like husky looking, kind of like that weird equipment going on. I don't know, butterfly stance. 
That's a good one. I like Dwayne Rolson on that one. And then lastly, my playmaking center. I don't think he'd have a long career. I think he would be very, very good at the beginning of it, and then he would just die off. Kind of reminds me of Mike York in a way. Uh, Doug Flutie. I think Doug Flutie would be like a good second line, kind of a playmaking type centerman. Like a Tim Connolly? Yes, yes, exactly. Like a Tim Connolly. Gets injured a lot because he's too small, but like when he's healthy, he's Definitely good. Definitely has concussion issues. Oh, man. But can I just, I'm sorry, can I'm interrupting. Go for it. Me and Tim Connolly have the same birthday, and <laughs> I wish I wish he didn't have concussion issues. I think he would be, I think he would have been like a really, really good player. He was a good player, but I think he, he would have been, uh, he would have had a hell of a career. He's a New York guy, isn't he? Yeah, he's from Baldwinsville. Baldwinsville. New York. Okay. All right, that would my, be my cousin. My cousin gave him a bloody nose in the the neighborhood pool when they were little. They lived in the same neighborhood. Shit, dude. Yeah. Connolly's just getting bullied. Was that his first concussion? It's probably dude. what led to it all. <laughs> Seriously, dude, your cousin's an asshole. I met him one time. He was walking his dog when he was had he was out with concussion problems. He was uh, damn. I forgot about that. Yeah, he probably started it. Shit. <laughs> man's cousin killed yeah, right. Tim Connelly in a pool <laughs> alright Lee the bag out, Tim Lee take us home alright first I just want to touch I think you guys are underselling Flutie I see him more as uh, Adam Oates <laughs> of course like he, dude he knows how to distribute <coughs> of course so. uh, alright my three I did a change up on my first one my first one I see this guy being uh Probert of types, Bill Romanowski. Oh my god, dude. Just just fingering assholes and like scrums. Fingering assholes. Oh my god. I don't know. Does he wear the spike smug collar? Yeah. (laughs) If I could guess his stats as I put him left wing, fourth line, like 450 games, maybe 27 points in like 2,000 penalty minutes or something like that. So I would be huge on Romanowski playing hockey. You guys agree? Yeah, dude. He he would be like, he'd be Theo Fleury and like Dale Puritan's. Oh, he's Dale Puritan, dude. Yeah, that's a great comparison, Dale Puritan. Absolutely. We should get Dale Pearson on the podcast. Side note: I he, think he, he found I think God. We just have to throw him like five bucks and <laughs> like a scratch off ticket. Yeah, I think he would come on. Five bucks. I, I'd steal like three of my dad's oxies and be like, "Hey, Dale, long hangout." <laughs> like I'm right there. <laughs> How do I sign up? <laughs> my next, my next one uh, is John Olerud, mm. old first baseman for the Yankees. I hate the Yankees, but I always respected the old fuck with the helmet on <coughs> first base. That played a big part in this. I think that helmet, he's already natural with the equipment on. Yep. Uh, I see him. Jim, we talked about this a little bit. I, I see him as a good third-pairing, first-pass guy, a Roman Hammerlick-esque, per se. Yep. Uh, he's got good hands. He can make the first pass, kind of a pussy, but he's back there. He'll give you 12, 15 solid minutes a night. I think he, I think he's like a Merrick Malik. Okay, yeah, that's Ooh, another that's a really good that's a really good comparison. Right? Okay, but I kind of want to put a pause on this. He's already wearing a helmet. We kind of got to get into what helmet he would be wearing. I think he's wearing, like, a, an old Jofa. Because, like, he's wearing, I think he used to wear, like, a batter's helmet at first base. Do I you think, think that's the closest thing to a batter's helmet. Or maybe 45 Do you think he would literally just wear a batter's helmet? Maybe they would just let him wear a batter's helmet and they would just, you know, put a visor on that thing. You'd oh. have, uh, you'd have fucking one earpiece. <laughs> <laughs> 
you just be such a leader guy too, nice uh, locker room guy. Seriously. Quiet, but knows what to say. Yeah. Almost like a Lidstrom. Fuck. <laughs> All right. Would, would right. Olerud make the Hall of Fame? You'd no. sneak in there, dude. I think he would, dude. I think he'd win so many Stanley Cups for no reason, and he would just he be would like a well-respected a guy. Yeah, Lady Banks. He'd rack up the Lady Banks. I could see that. Yeah. Alright, my, my last guy, and this is a tough comparison because I had a different angle on it, is <coughs> Gary Gertier. You know him, you love him. He brought he brought that high school together. Uh, he made Julius and Sunshine sing together in the showers. <laughs> All-time classic. Remember the Titans? Fuck. If only he was looking when he was driving. What a pep rally that was. But, I would, uh... Maybe he's not a good defenseman, dude. His head on a swivel. He doesn't have his head on a swivel. I'd compare him to Travis Roy. Oh, that's fucked. Slow down. What I was what I was gonna say is pre-injury, I could see him like it being a David Backus type, real oh, solid. Yeah. Two-way. Yeah. But but my major point on this was I'm saying if this injury happened 20 years later, 30 years later, he's the captain of the U.S. Paralympic ice hockey team, sled hockey team, no questions asked. Yep. And, he, and he's leading them to gold. He would be an unbelievable sled hockey player. I wish we could have seen that because I know he participated in the Paralympics. So Yeah, that sport <coughs> wasn't really developed back then, right? The uh, U.S. sled hockey. So, like I said, you're right, Lee. That was a good call, but his number would be retired for sure. 69. R.I.P. Gary. Strong side, dude. Julius. That was one of the more enjoyable three stars I think I've had. That, I actually kind of like that one. John Olderwood kind of got me going a little bit. Um, so that was our three stars. Uh, so next week, we're actually pretty proud to announce this. We have the captain of the New York Riveters, Ashley Johnson, coming on in the Nationals Women's Hockey League. So, yeah, we're pretty we're pretty legit, in case you were wondering. Uh, professional players on our podcast. So tune in next week. We're going to ask him some questions, uh, see, see what goes on in the girls' locker room, uh, what, it's, what it's like to uh, play in a professional league like that, uh, if most of the other girls have other jobs, stuff like that. Um, she's pretty pumped to come on. We're really happy to have her. Uh, and that that's it for this week. Guys, any other extra thoughts, post-thoughts? Post oh, just cheers to a good week. Everyone have a good week of work and uh... – Let's just uh, get to next Sunday. Yeah, make sure you hit the toilet as much as possible at work this week. Get some uh, free time for yourself. You deserve it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, guys, make sure you go on Twitter. You follow at SpikeJoey69. Also, go on iTunes. Look up Morning Skate. Subscribe. Five stars. Review. Same with SoundCloud. Um, Also, if you go on Twitter, Morning underscore Skate, that's going to be our new Twitter thing. And once we kind of get our website up, we're uh, going to really get that going. So thanks for listening, and we will talk to you guys next week. I'm rocking the suburbs, it's just like Michael Jackson did. I'm rocking the suburbs, you said that he was talented. I'm rocking the suburbs, I take the checks and face the facts.